You're listening to Fresh Out of Experts. A show that mines the rich archive of Reddit to supply you with advice on dating, relationships, and love. My co-host Eleanor and I are not experts. We're merely people who survived dating in our 20s and 30s. Now that we're married, we want to share what we've learned. In each episode, my co-host Andy and I tackle the most common, comical, and when we're lucky, outlandish questions from r slash dating and more. So find a comfortable chair, pull on a warm sweater, and sip your favorite beverage while you listen to us dig into the stickiest dating questions the internet has to offer. What do you think the importance when you're dating or like vetting a partner, how much weight do you put on them having the same hobbies, musical taste, or like general interests as you do? It is something I think about, but I don't find it to be like super important. I, I, what I always think is like, number one, it's nice to have hobbies that are not in common. Say more about that. Because it allows you to do things on it, like is built in time to like develop friendships where your partner doesn't have to be a part of it, which I find like that's a nice thing, I think. And number two, it's an easy trap to fall into because like, what do you, how, how do you say like, oh, we're such a match? Like we have, you know, like that is one of the first things you look at when you meet someone is like, we have interests in common. Right. We both like to rock climb. We both like the same kind of music. So we'll go to the same concerts. Like what I should say is it's inevitable that you'll have hobbies that don't overlap and that's okay. Were there any interests, hobbies, passions, tastes? I know, like, I feel like taste is a big one where it's like, oh, they like this kind of music, but I'm more into this kind of music. Was there anything, an early indication we were dating that you were like, oh, that's a thing that doesn't match me? There's only one. Ooh, tell do you, me. Do you want to guess? I think it's TV. No, because you were you were pretty good at camouflaging your love of television. <laughs> My general love of television or the type of television that I love? General. You just like now know like that person loves television and no, it's like I don't old. I don't even consider you you as like someone who loves television. It's just like when we first started dating, it didn't seem to be a big part of your life at all. Yeah, I think it probably wasn't. I I was more social and like yeah. less in a committed relationship where my outlet for like socializing wasn't television. Yeah, I didn't. I, well, I did. I wasn't like, damn, this person's going to want to watch TV constantly, and that's going to be a right. problem for me. But which it, which been, it would have been. Right. It would have been. been. I re- I, I want to phrase it correctly because it wasn't a big deal. But one thing I noticed is that you liked Instagram. Oh, interesting. Mine is actually interestingly not that I didn't have Instagram. It wasn't that you didn't have. It's like such a silly one. I think that one's actually legitimate. Like, I think you are the type of person who really just doesn't like social media and is not on social media at this yeah. point at all. And yeah. you were like barely on social media when we started dating. Like social media can be a destructive force in a relationship. Agreed. And well, there's one thing about Instagram that I don't you're you're not this person. So my uh, fears were quickly resolved. But I do think there's like a performative aspect to Instagram where people do a lot of shit purely because they want to gram it. And I would never want to be with someone who does that. Totally. That would drive me insane. You know me. That would drive me insane. Uh, the other day, I w- when I was in San Diego, I was walking with my cousin and we walked down to this beach and the beach had like these really long, like really long stairs, like basically a hike to get down to the beach. And then on the way back up, we were walking up and there was like a hot woman clinging to the side of some like sandy cliffs. 
having Instagram pictures taken <laughs> of her. Clinging to the side of a sandy yeah. cliff. I mean, it was not dangerous at all, but she was like acting as if she was like in nature when there's like a million people. You know, there's a bunch right. of people around walking by her and she's got like a full on dress and heels on. And it's like a casual Friday night or whatever, Saturday night at 7 p.m. Seemingly her boyfriend was just like right there holding her jacket while like another guy was taking professional looking photos of her. Awkward. And I was I like, I, I made the joke to my cousin, like everyone wants to date an Instagram model until you see what it's actually like to date an Instagram <laughs> model. Fucking blows. 7 p.m. on a Saturday, you're like watching your girlfriend take pictures. It's like, that sucks. Yeah. It is incredibly awkward. It is cringy. And you it does not look like a thing you'd want to be well, and also pres- like, exposed to all the time. In your life, you want to live your life. And if you happen to snap a good pic, it goes up on Instagram. It, wait. In your life, you want to live your life. Like these people think they're living. I think they are living their lives. I think this is a part yeah, of their that's lives. Fair. That's fair. Yeah, and- but but it but it isn't because they wouldn't be doing these things if it weren't for Instagram. Fate, they're basically creating sets out of the real world. Totally. It only feels authentic once you have a mass of followers, right? right? Because it's like it takes the mass of followers to legitimize the effort, but you can't really get the mass of followers until you've done the work to be an influencer. So That's that like the, in between zone is so is hard and awkward. I yeah. I will say this. It's kind of kind of like starting a podcast when you don't have that many listeners. No, it doesn't feel the same way. Uh, I agree. It's not like at it all. doesn't feel that way. That's the thing though. I really honestly I feel like this is fun for me to do at the number of follow or the listeners we have, which is not many. Sure. And I'm completely comfortable with people like listening to this who don't know us or people who do know us. And like, it really doesn't feel like I get that immediate. There are no likes. There is yeah. no response. There is like, I can see our metrics, but like, I don't dwell on it. And right. I don't well, feel this that is immediate also like sense a- of not of like worthlessness if this, I don't achieve a certain this is also like a come as reach. you are type of creation like we are trying we are setting out to create a podcast yeah like Instagram is such smoke and mirrors it's like oh look at me I'm just snapping my life and it's like no you're not you're at a photo shoot I feel like there is an innate understanding that we're producing in this moment people know I'm gonna edit like we're editing a conversation to Oh, sure. Right. So it's like, yes, I know. I I, see what you're saying. I don't necessarily think that like everyone I follow on Instagram isn't being authentic in their photos. Maybe you do. And I think there's like, I think there's the other thing about this is the same with we named our podcast production company that we publish under narrowest that really does apply to almost all media now, which is that there are like really narrow channels for all types of genres of being in the world and in the media world now. So like there's literally tens of millions of podcasts uh, trying to achieve tens of millions of different things for millions of audiences and niches within those audiences. I think that's the same on Instagram. There's like people doing authentic work on Instagram who are literally snapping pictures of their lives as their lives are being experienced and sure. sharing it with their followers and not like posing at 7 p.m. on, you know, in LA on a beach. Like, I think it there's like your intent as a creator and then your the way you produce your work so that it is consumable and then you hope that the two of those things match up in such a way that the audience you're hoping to speak to genuinely consumes it in a way that they feel like, yes, this is a th- authentic representation, even though I know it's mediated. Wow. That was a lot of theory that I didn't fully grasp, but I <laughs> I liked it. Okay. Well, then on a lighter topic, I just want to say what my thing was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. There were not a lot that like I felt super cautious about but one I was sad wasn't that you were on Instagram 
but that you have like zero interest in gifts, memes, and or emojis. <laughs> gifts. Uh, I thought you said gifts with a T. Gifts. Well, you also were less memes. interested in gifts. Yeah, when no, we were I was saying. just like that. That one hit home as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have no interest in emojis or gifts or memes or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I used to kind of like like when I was on social media, I liked memes, but I doubt they were probably the same ones that you would like. I love them. I love I love a meme. Give me a meme. Give me a gift to represent my emotions. I don't like gifts. You know that I have like a weird thing about you gifts. You have like a really weird thing about I gifts. I have a lot of arbitrary rules of how to live my life. And they're hard to So, so here's the thing is untangle. I do, and similar to this Instagram conversation, is I think that sometimes like gifts between friends can be really funny and you share like a laugh and, a, and like it's kind of like an inside joke. It's really nice. Right. However, where I do not like gifts, and quite literally, it's usually an office gif from the television show Office or like an Austin Powers impression. It's like something that people know other people like and relate to. And it's like it's sort of like a cheat code to being funny or humorous or creative in some way. I see what you're saying. You see what I'm saying? Like like guy at my office that I don't know sliding me a office gif is like not what I want. Maybe this was it more than the fact that you didn't like it was that you're so fucking judgy about it. You're just like so like you're you've the biggest eye roll of all yeah, time yeah. when people do that. And I'm just like, let I them know. live, let them live. I, I agree. I just don't want to be a part of it. Like honestly, one of the things that I think was more salient then than it is now. Now I'm just like, whatever, I don't care that you don't like gifts. I'm gonna send you a gift if I want to. This attitude you have about it, when we first started dating. I was scared I was going to turn you off if I sent you anything that I found funny because you're so like disdainful. Disdainful? Yeah, you're like, ugh, don't send me an office gift. Like what? Like the, 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 this conversation, it's like when I first started dating you, I like, what What? What if I accidentally sent him an office gift? I sent one yesterday to this one person. If I sent it to Andy, now I know he would have been like, what a loser. <laughs> I just would have ignored it. Right, what you did when I send you emojis. Yeah, like I just ignore them. I don't like, I just like, that's just not a world I want to participate in. You're a enigma wrapped in a tall. Yeah, I'm an office. I'm an office man. Gif. Yeah. I'm Michael Scott with a bandana on. Doesn't even make any sense. Yeah, prison Mike. <laughs> okay. That's <laughs> a common gift. Prison Mike. Let's get on to the question. <laughs> okay. Okay. This was a very specific request from one of our listeners, also front of the pod, Uncle Tony. Okay. He he submitted this question. Is exactly. Okay. It's not that he's, he saw this. This was on a TikTok that he watched. And he was like, what do you think about this? And then I couldn't watch the TikTok because I don't have TikTok. Hashtag millennial. Hashtag. You always 38. watch Tony's TikToks. Yeah, but it wouldn't let me. Like, I don't Uh-oh. have TikTok. So then he was like, here, I'm sending you the question. You guys should do it. Great. User throw ra 67129ka 90 ma writes, I am a 33-year-old female and the breadwinner of our household. I have multiple highly specialized degrees for a niche industry. I make over $200,000 a year with potential to get into the 600 to a million dollar range. My company has not been hit badly by COVID, so most of us have kept our jobs, but we're held to strict standards. 
My husband, a 36-year-old male, has a broad degree and work experience. He quit his job right before COVID, hoping to get a better job, and I was supportive. He spent a ton of time applying to various jobs and finally landed an interview at Organization X. This is his dream job in almost every imaginable way. However, it pays about $65,000 a year. This would be fine, but this job directly puts my job stability at risk. My company and the organization he's interviewing at are adversarial at best. My field is extremely secretive, and if clients discovered my spouse was working for a competitor, I would be permanently tainted. I wouldn't be able to get a job in my industry forever. I know this sounds like an exaggeration, but I promise you it is absolutely not. It would be as if I worked in protecting the privacy of celebrities and he worked for TMZ. If he tapped my car or got into any of my work devices, he could use that to advance his career and my trust in my field would be gone. Even if I trust my husband not to do that, my clients and my company will not. The worst part is that my background is so specialized that this is the only field I can work in. I asked him to drop from consideration for this job since if he got it, we would lose my income and $65,000 a year cannot support us in this city. Plus, he doesn't have to work for this organization. Even if the job market is awful right now, his background gives him access to a wide range of careers while I only have this one niche field. He was extremely angry and said I was quote unquote selfish and only cared about money. I told him that if he wanted to go back to school for an advanced degree or just to be unemployed for a while, I would support him. But taking this job isn't possible. He continued to process this application behind my back and got the offer. He wants to accept it because he says his career needs to take priority and that I'm not being a supportive wife. I feel so betrayed. I've contacted all relevant higher-ups in my company, notifying them soon notifying them as soon as he got the interview because it's better coming from my email than from a background check. I told him he could decline the offer with me physically watching him decline it, or he could accept the offer and move out immediately. I offered to pay for him to stay two weeks at a hotel and we would begin divorce proceedings. My company is willing to take care of all of my legal fees. I feel fucking awful. I still love him, but I had to move decisively because this was the best way to cut my losses. It still hurts. He called me heartless and cold. It's true that I was prioritizing my career over his, but I felt like it was the only option at the time. Was it? Am I the asshole? All right. Wow. We got a real <laughs> juicy one here, folks. So a bit of a doozy. Let me start with a broad question. Just tee us off. Do you think career should ever take priority over marriage? I would normally say, no, it shouldn't, that you should be able to work through that type of conflict or situation and that, you know, you take the oath, you, you do get married, you are, you're kind of promising that your relationship has precedent over anything yeah. else. Yeah. What do you think the hierarchy is, right? Like, I'll just put mine out there and you can see if you disagree. I think- you as an individual, your needs come first. I don't think that like you should be selfish, but I think as an individual, you should prioritize your needs. Sure. Prioritize your children's needs, prioritize your partner's needs, then prioritize career, other family, community, or in sort of like a like a rotating order of what is survivable, because obviously your career is usually your 
money, but it, say you're a stay-at-home mom or something else, like you may have other ways of managing your lifestyle without your career being priority. So it's like, how do you then invest in your community or your family or your friends? But I think those top three are like, A, you, B, your dependents, your children, and then your marriage. I think A, you, probably B, the partner, and then C, the children. In order for partnerships to work, you got to like take care of each other and like really be have each other's back and work through things first. Because I've seen marriages where like one partner just is like prioritizing the kids all the time and it fucks the marriage up. I think intuitively it makes sense, your hierarchy, but I think like if you actually get down to it, it's probably better for everyone if the partnership is number one over the kids. Yeah. I, I, I also feel like I'm coming from it from like a, a different parental experience than yeah. a lot of people. And to your point, like if you and I had kids, I probably would feel that way. And I almost feel like part of me is like, I love you and you are on a day to day basis, like my world. But Ollie's been around longer. Than yeah, that's <laughs> like, the other thing. I he's mean, like more important in our to me situation. Overall. Ollie is like Ollie's first. I mean, Babs is first. I mean, like <laughs> Babs has been around longer. Yeah. So, like, I I totally understand. I that. do love but you like, and prioritize you more than Babs. I want to make that clear. My assumption was that these are two people who came together and then later created children. Well, and that's why I say, like, I sort of you're maybe it's like your immediate nuclear family to me is like in in at least in the Western sense where it doesn't have a ton of extended relatives as like your immediate family in your household or that they're dependent on you like they're just like priority above all else and then you yeah. kind of like figure out your order of importance together yeah if i had an opportunity to take a job right now that would mean we had to you had to leave your job what would it take for that to be something you could commit to number one the financials would have to make sense i'm not quitting a 200K job so we can live off your 65K. That's not happening. I also do think that like you having some sort of like specialized degree that you've worked really hard at and that this is an industry that you want to use that degree in and like it's the culmination of a big goal, then that would make sense. Obviously, there's also the aspect of like, what's the viability of me getting another job that's even remotely similar and similar pay to what I have? How do you think that this OP and her husband got to this place? She's not the one prioritizing career and money over relationship. He is. Agreed. Okay. I'm glad that you see that way. Were you worried I wouldn't see it that no, way? No. And it, it honestly makes a lot of sense. It's just that the OP kind of phrases it that way and obviously seems to have a lot of guilt. And she's the one sort of enforcing the... But like he's basically saying like, I don't care if you lose your job in your incredibly niche industry that you can never work in again, that you've got advanced degrees to work in. And oh, by the way, you make $135,000 more than me a year. It's insane. It's honestly insane. Honestly, I would feel so betrayed if someone did that. Yeah. So you feel like this is like almost tantamount to uh, a fair. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think that what OP's doing like I'll help you move into a motel or whatever and you need to fuck off and like we're going to have to figure out a divorce cuz I don't think that that it's that crazy of a situation honestly I mean it it it's a crazy situation I don't think that what they're doing is all that indefensible or like evil or anything Okay just to play devil's advocate for a second Sure what if we didn't jump to the conclusion that OP's husband was doing this maliciously what if there's the scenario where she did not express all of this as openly as she does in this? She yeah, wasn't as would... clear as she was during, like during in this concise post, which was actually pretty long, but like yeah. with her husband 
about like really truly the implications of his actions. Uh, Do you think that there's something there? That would be there? really fucked up to spring that on somebody. If if I'm to believe the OP and trust what they're saying, which is kind of like the rule we usually follow, then like I think he is doing this. He's looking for his own ends and wants to satisfy his own needs. The he's taking the, the hierarchy of your own personal needs before the marriage's needs to like a really high extent. Redditors. Great. Let's do it. I only picked one. The summary of the majority on this one, and I just want to convey, this is a couple years old. This is like a viral one. Yeah, I, I got that from the fact that she was right. like, the beginning of 2020, we didn't, we haven't been hit by it. Yeah. Right. A lot of people commented, and I, I read ugh, hundreds of comments, and frankly, there wasn't a single person who said, you're the asshole. Um, but I wanted to read this one because I think this one summarized like the majority of the sentiments that okay. I heard. Great. User eats a lot of bread replied, I think he definitely thought this through, knows the consequences and finds them acceptable. It's probably his dream job, partly because it gives him more power over his wife. Her career ends. She has a skill set that doesn't translate to other jobs, which means she'll probably work for minimum wage and get stuck in a traditional role. Even if they divorce, he can drag it out until she loses her job. It seems he has some resentment towards her to gravitate to such a specific job that would destroy her career and then be warned of this and then double down. That's insanely vindictive. Nobody would think a dream job is worth their partner's entire career unless that was part of the goal. On top of this, he has an opportunity to go back to school stress-free to get into a better paying career, but refuses in favor of basically sniping her career with an orbital laser cannon. <laughs> From someone who moved countries so my husband could keep his career, this guy is poop. Also, keep this guy away from your office and all of your work devices. This whole job offer stinks, not just him. Do not use your devices on your home network and get everything checked by a professional as soon as you have yeeted this man. This has potential corporate spying written all over it. There's two like meta issues that come out in this. I'll just focus on the first one. This gender imbalance thing. This it, person is so fucking cynical. Do you think that there's some underlying gender roles, stereotyping that this husband might be doing. So there could be from the husband, but this person just like assumes it's like an, a given, like it's so obvious. Certainly could be possible. Like my partner has been crushing it and paying for everything. And that does eat away a little bit at me. And I want to like have my moment in the sun. And like, it feels like I took a bat back seat for a while. Now they can take a back seat. Like that's probably what's happening more but than not. But if OP was a man, like, that could be as respectable of a sore spot for a woman. Like totally. if you were making a lot of money and I was constantly uh, at your, at the whims of your career, I mean, knowing me, like that would be really hard for me. If you were making 200K and I was about to take a job for 65K that could jeopardize your 200K, I'd be like, fuck that. That is the dumbest. I'm not doing that. Like let's build towards our goals. Like jobs aren't that important. So there's the other factor that this, Redditor brings up that I saw a lot, which was his OP's husband. Was he a corporate espionage? Was this corporate espionage? This is people writing their own damn fan fiction or something. Like I, what we always say is like, 
let the OP present what is out there. And the OP by no means is like, he's always backstabbing me. He's like, he's had a huge ax to grind ever since I was making this money. Like it didn't, the OP didn't really. But that's not about corporate corporate espionage. Corporate espionage would be that he got a job offer from like someone targeted him. A headhunter came to him and oh, was like, "Oh, I see hey, what you're saying." So an I external, want you, yes, an whole, external source. This guy was targeted because you work at this so, company, so, and he got this job because they want to yes, fucking tap your shit. I think there's three things here. There's gender imbalance at play, possibly. Or th- this, I would say Redditors are posing there's gender imbalance. I think you and I are both a little bit on the side that like, maybe, but not as a dominant factor. Not like, not more than any other f- husband and wife who both work experience. Like that's, po- you know, I'm also seeing an accusation of him like specifically trying to take her down. That is true. That is a sub- that is a pretty prominent in this one, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, okay, a third, that an external factor is trying to sabotage the woman by helping her husband get a job, which or, that actually is very legitimate. Or I actually think it's option A. Option B is he is fucking a corporate SP. He literally got a job offer and he is he knows that it's corporate espionage, that he literally is like, yeah, we can't get divorced because I'm fucking using you to get. Well, he should take a lot more than 65 fucking K. He might be lying about it, Andy. You don't have to, you that's don't have to true. tell your wife the fucking truth about how much you make. I'm not saying that's what's happening, but that is an it, accusation well, yeah. that is being presented by well, Reddit. Well, here's the thing is that this is, if this industry is as niche as she's saying, and the consequences of your spouse getting a job could like there could end your job that definitively and like people like and it's a known thing he's foolishly transparent then oh i guess there was be. a time where he was foolishly transparent he only lied once she was like no you're not fucking doing that if he knew from the get go that like this comp like this is if this was corporate espionage, I mean, he would just have the job and be like, "I fucking work for maybe, I work for or get, Staples, get, and I'm like <laughs> helping yeah. them run their e-commerce site." If he's legitimately going into it, he's and he knew from the get go that that was his role. He's fucked it up. <laughs> yeah. So let's not give the redditors so much credit to think that <laughs> no! they like crack the listen, fucking Da Vinci Code listen, here. Wh- how would you describe my feelings about conspiracy theories? Oh my god, the biggest naysayer of conspiracy theories ever. I think there has been one conspiracy theory in the history of man. I don't know what it is, but that's the fucking odds <laughs> I get. Like yeah. I think the lowest common don- denominator is the usually the thing that's going on, which is that people are fucking inept and they do stupid shit. And then stupid people take that stupid shit and make stupid stories out of it. Like, that's what I think is happening. This is a dysfunctional marriage, like a a miscommunication and misalignment in a marriage that hit a crisis that very few of us- very dire consequences. Well, and that very few of us have ever had to like experience. Very few of us have been this type of position where this type of discord- would result in such an immediate termination. Well, to yeah, marriage. we don't. We almost none of us have the nuclear button in our marriage like this. Yeah. So, do we want to just cast our vote? So, like, she's not the asshole. No, I don't think so she's at all. No, 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 no. Is there anything she can learn from this? I don't know. I think I don't think we have to be like keep your head on a swivel. Everyone wants to work at X Corporation. Well, yeah, and if and if you do get into a relationship with somebody who does something similar, then you're in an episode of The Americans, and like, yeah, yes, you, you are, are being getting, targeted. yeah, something's fucking cr- going crazy. Well, you need to like get a pistol and like. Even if he isn't a saboteur in the sense that he's trying to get data from his wife, he's a saboteur in the sense that he's sabotaging his marriage. 
I do think the Redditors who were less like salacious were clear about, which was that if your husband truly understood the implications of his actions, which it sounds like OP has said he did, he would not have made these decisions if he loved you and wanted to be in this marriage. I think you kind of I think you kind of have to look at it that way. Like your husband kind of asked you for the divorce. Right. I also I honestly don't think that that is that strong of a take. Fuck, I want to of course we all want to know what industry they're in. What do you think it is? I think it's pet food. <laughs> she has a formula for Don't you dare. wet cat food that no one can find out. It's hard to say because I like I I would only assume that it's like something that has federal contracts and maybe some yeah so I was thinking government contracting yeah with like security and or uh, uh, weapons related stuff yeah but even then it's like what would be the even like government con- like you could work for Lockheed Martin and I could work for could could you work for a Chinese backed company though no. maybe not right so that's, like that's fair it sounds like there was a lack of clear communication. Figure out like, okay, what is it that, what will a relationship look like? Not tactically. Oh, let me just find someone who doesn't fuck up my career. But like, how do I feel safe in a marriage where like we have this imbalance, which is that my career probably will always take precedent because that is the most important thing to me. And if it's not, under what conditions am I willing yeah. to walk away from this career? Like those are big things yeah, I that see. I think. So, so going into next, going into their next relationship, it is really good to acknowledge that career is highly important, and it does take precedent. It does take uh, priority. What did you learn from the way that this person handled this situation? Like you were really clear, and they were clearly not as invested in those conversations as you. Like you know what I mean? Like what's going on, and when could you have? maybe interceded in that early on. Yeah. Well, and like, and just for her own peace of mind, like if you did have those conversations and they weren't invested, you set a clear boundary. They broke it knowingly there would be consequences. So you shouldn't feel that bad that there were consequences. Totally. And he can claim she's being flippant. I agree with you. I think he's the one that's being flippant. But like, we're here. You signed up for this marriage too. True. So let's make sure when you leave this marriage, it's not this trite... I'll just make sure that I don't marry someone who doesn't get it next time. Yeah, because there's there's some other version of this that's lying in wait. <sighs> All right. This is a contentious one. Do you have anything you want to plug? I don't have anything I want to plug. What about you? I don't have a thing. All right. Nothing to plug. Well, we should do this again. Let's do this again. Fresh Out of Experts is a production of Narrowest, a podcast network dedicated to sound inquiry. You can find more about the show at narrowest.news and at narrowest on social. That's N-A-R-R-O-W-I-S-T. Our theme music is Only Knows, courtesy of Broke for Free. Additional music is Long and Low Cloud by The Bulwark. If you enjoy Fresh Out of Experts, please subscribe, rate, or review wherever you listen to podcasts. It really does make a difference. See you next time.